This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning, Portland. What is going on, everybody out there? Will Darkens, what's going on with you, my man? Oh, hell, man. I'm just sitting here just doing that radio, you know what I mean? Golf show. Gosh. Let me tell you something. If I could sit for one hour and listen to two dudes just knock clubs and talk golf, I'm talking balls to the wall. Oh, yeah? It's balls that show. to the wall. I don't know what swag did in here, but... Uh... What? My microphone here is, is is limp. I'm not gonna lie either. Your mic cover looks diseased. Oh, it is. It's, like what's wrong with it? Well, it, I I keep it in my headphone case, so it's just a little squanched. Well, it's not squanched. It looks like you have a tip on it. Yeah, it looks like a, a diseased member. It does. It doesn't look good. It's compressed, slightly compressed. So then when I put it on here, it's got a little. It's a little tip. A little tip on it. But, uh, tip I was, for fun. I was here on Thursday filling in for, for Isaac, and this microphone was just fine. Swag comes in here and does a golf show. This thing is destroyed. Well, things are changing. Look, it just, you need to get used to it. just hangs out now. Yeah. It's all wobbly. Yeah. It's all, I mean, just he yells so loud that he, uh, he unthreaded the uh, rod here. Yeah. So I'm just saying. So it's, uh, it's bugging me. Okay, can we quit talking about your mic and talk about what you're wearing? Because you look like a professor you know, who is teaching a very obscure literary class in thank college. You. That's exactly what I was going that for. That is what you look like right now. Perfect. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, it's, it's my photo day. It is your photo day. Yeah. So uh, they because of COVID, we can't have everybody gather at one time and take station photos. No. So they said, uh, Luke, just do it on Saturday when you're in there. We don't need you making extra trips into the station. No, actually, you said that. Nobody ordered you. No, it was demanded of you me. You go, no, no, I, no. I, I, I'll do it Saturday, and the, I go, fine. The COVID czar, <laughs> the COVID czar said, ah, one trip. The COVID czar? Oh, yeah. You didn't know we have a the COVID czar? What the hell is that? 
It's the uh, the Chinese machine at the front of the door. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yes. Now, we do have a video of that on our uh, our Twitter handle, Center Saint 1080 and I think it was like two weeks back where I did the temperature thing, and you can hear it. It says some type of Chinese thing where I, I don't understand what the hell it's saying. I only know it's probably collecting information about me so it can sell me something cheap. I don't think there's any question about that. I yes. I had to temp check like three times just to try to figure out what it said. And I'm like, oh, oh that's shit. a different language. So you did the two, right? You did the two for the head, and then you did the one where it puts the thermometer up your butt. You did that one, right? Did not know I was supposed to do that one. there is that one. Is that why the hand sanitizer's there? I think. That makes sense. Then again, it wasn't the machine. It was just some guy behind the desk. <laughs> yeah, that's a little... Starting to think that's not on the up and up. A little suspicious. Somebody didn't log into our clock. I have no idea what time it is right now. <laughs> What's going on in here? This place is falling apart. I tell you, Jason Swigard comes in here one week, and he's broken everything. What the hell's wrong with you? You get into a college-educated suit, and then you sit in there, and you're just like... The world's changing. No, no. Listen. What is wrong here? Listen, you, you, you get used to your surroundings, right? My life. I, I like to adjust. I adjust the chair mm. to, to the height that I wanted. I adjust the microphone to my face so I have to make as little effort during the show as possible. And then somebody took the time to put up this giant clock. It's a big-ass clock. That sits between you and I so mm. I know exactly what time it is. And it gives me the exact time for the station clock. So I know when we're supposed to take breaks and do things, and it's been rather convenient. And then I can actually see what's going on. I have the, the drop board in front of me. Well, now, Swigard comes in here one week. One week. Clock's broken. Mic's broken. Luckily, the chair still sits. Can I just say, you have four monitors in front of you. You do. Five. You are four nope. effing monitor. Five. Six. Where's your fifth? Six. I've got the clock monitor. Well, I see the TV. Where's the fifth, though? I'll show you everything that I've got here. I've got the patient. clock monitor that is right now on a login screen, which is fantastic. I've got the T. This TV was not this crooked. I will tell you that, too. I'm looking up at the TV for the first time today. It's on golf, as it should be. Uh-huh, Grandpa. Super crooked. <laughs> the golf show just finished. They always have it on golf. Usually in the first break, I realize that I change it. Eh, very, very crooked. So I don't know what Swigard did there. Uh, I've got the drop screen in front of me. That's three. That's I've three monitors. I've got my laptop. Okay, that's four. And then I've got the double monitor over here. That's five, five and six. six. You six, are six monitor six guy. Six monitor guy. We might as well just put you in uh, one of those army commercials where they're like, hey, want to join the army but not go into battle and or, sit in this sweet chair with a bunch yeah. of monitors around you? <sighs> Dude. Surveying the perimeter? That's right. I've got everything going on. If you had any idea, listener, <laughs> what goes in... To creating this type of content for you, it yeah. takes at least six monitors to do so. It's monitors and a suit from uh, Joseph A. Bank. Whoa, easy. This is custom. Where'd you get it? <clears throat> it's Joseph A. Bank, isn't it? No, it's not. Actually, oh. it's a Banana uh, Republic. I, no, I picked it up at. Uh, I got this at Value Goodwill. Village. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? I did. Stand up. Let me see that coat. Sure, buddy. Yeah, you ready? I can't yeah. adjust my microphone, so I won't be able to well, talk. I know, while I stand because up. yeah, I get it. God, that's a damn fine coat, especially for Value Village. Listen, you go into Value Village, you only buy the the highest quality stuff. You don't you don't go in there for the actual village. You go in there for the value. You go, oh, that's that's a damn fine coat, and you only only get if it fits perfect. That's oh. the tip to buying things at discount stores. Only get it if it fits absolutely perfect. Anytime you buy something where it's like, that's eh, not quite right. 
just move on. Yeah, I've never bought clothes from like oh, a yeah. Value Village. But I was going to sure. ask, what's the best thing you've ever bought from a Goodwill, a Value Village, a secondhand store? I, I'll put this jacket right up there with any of it. Really? Uh, yeah, this is a nice jacket. Real nice jacket. What about a couch? Have you ever gotten a no. couch from Oh, there? no. Furniture? Yeah. God, no. I got it. I got furniture from there. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I got my first couch in college from there, and I put it up in my dorm. Huh. And here is the part where... Isn't there always a free couch sitting somewhere on the side of the road that you can just grab? Well, that's what I thought. Okay. And that well, is not the case. College town, though. You were in a college town. I know. Okay. But I'm but saying it's different. People claim those couches. That, this is what I'm saying. I, I made the mistake of thinking that college town USA, or Corvallis, Oregon is the same as any town USA. Yeah. It is not the same. A free couch in college town, gone. Yes. Okay. I immediately so, made corrected myself. So I get this love seat. Ooh. And so I it wasn't put a it couch. Up. It was a love seat. It's a couch. It's a love seat. It's yeah. a it's a receptacle to sit on, carry me to entertainment. Sure. I get it. Put it in my dorm room. And for the weirdest reason, it only starts smelling once I get into the dorm room. Oh, yeah. Everything smells from a discount store as soon as you get it out of the discount store. So I put it in there. and I Everything just... smells the same. Everything smells a little musty and a little funky in the store, but you don't recognize it because everything smells that way. As soon as you get it out of there, wash it. So I put it in the room. It starts smelling. I don't really think much of it. In fact, I just kind of think my room smells. Sure. Go a whole two months before turning and flipping a cushion to a big old brown spot. Yeah, there is. Somebody pooed on a couch that I bought for 40 effing bucks. Did you pay 40 bucks for the couch? And that's bucks. probably overpaying, to be quite honest. Or 40 bucks for the air freshener. The air freshener was, uh, yeah. was like a fiver. Yeah, you got ripped off on that one. Like a two, a fiver. Yeah, that was probably the worst thing I've ever bought from there. And it was a quality couch. That was the other thing. It looked great everywhere except yeah. for the one cushion I didn't think to turn over because I was 18 and just, like, look and see, like, oh, there's a poo stain on that. Yeah. No, there, it was there, yeah. and it smelled awful once we got it in. But a good month. Good month I went without just, you know, just ignoring it. There you go. Meh. Well, good for you. Well, you were in college. You probably smelled pretty bad yourself. Smelled like B.O., weed, beer, and Axe body spray. Well, and a poop couch. And a what, poop couch. I wonder how much of that smell you carried with you. Hmm. What, you mean today? No, like, oh. as you left the room, like, you sat on the couch to get ready. You're like, you're like all right, got to be spick and span. First day of class, got to impress. Let me sit on my couch and lace up these sneaks so I can run across campus as fast as I can. So be like, and Will smells. Hey, uh, don't sit with that kid. He's the poo kid. He's the kid that smells like poo. Yeah. He it's was, bad. So he's pooing himself. And I'm, I like how you thought that, like, I got up early for my first day of class and, like, got into a... No, dude. I, I wore sweats and a huge sweatshirt. On your first day of school, you weren't, like, no. super prepared? No. Huh? Are you kidding huh? me? I, I don't know. No. I didn't, go to, I didn't have a first day of class. Let me tell you something, Lou. Tell me. Let me tell you something. Do. I went to college to play football. <laughs> that was friggin' it. I went there to go knock heads. <laughs> class? I'm not going to freaking class. My teacher was like, hey, you got to get these grades up or you can't play. I go, tell that to coach. Well done. Well done. Very good. Very good. Um, I'll give you uh, two minutes to talk about uh, Naomi Osaka. Go. Oh, man. Did you actually see, though, the uh, final? 
Uh, she dominated. You, sh- you should watch some highlights of it because Naomi Osaka is like starting to become a better version of Serena at her peak. Well, this is this is the thing. This is the comparison, right? The the final doesn't really matter. Should you beat Brady, one of the Brady bunch? Just get out of here. Like whatever. Some, Jan, some other American. Jan laced him up, she, got out there and had some balls. She beat she beat Serena earlier in the tournament. That's that was the match, right? Like that's what everybody paid to see. No. Paid to see, but I will tell you as a tennis insider. Oh, but we don't insider. Don't Serena like, Williams I, I don't is like not it. as good anymore. Like she's thirty nine years old. Well, I know, but like it was a year drop off, which is kind of weird sure. because she was like at the same level up until literally last year, and then all of a sudden it just went to hell. Okay, it was weird. Naomi Osaka versus Serena Williams head to head. Do you know what the record is? Oh. I mean, this I'm going to guess probably Osaka's ahead. Three to two. Yeah. Lifetime record. How about uh, height and weight? Who has the advantage? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No. Why not? It's There's listed two here. Two women. I've been I not, trained I not did not to do know that. No, Naomi Osaka is the taller and heavier player. Did you know that? I wouldn't be, t- I wouldn't be talking about that. Why not? It's it's not becoming of a gentleman. It's 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 listed on here. I did not say their weight, and I did not make any comment on their weight. But I did not know because one of the things about Serena, she is a physical physically imposing tennis player. Yeah, she has a great posterior. No, the strength of her game is forehand, oh, man. serve. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. You gave me two minutes. I'm gonna allow you one more thing to talk about <laughs> tennis. I'm going to allow you one more thing to say about tennis uneducated. Go. What I, I said serve, I, and I got it. You guessed okay. it. Yeah, yeah, eventually. What is Naomi Osaka's uh, advantage as well, her serve? Uh, Naomi Osaka is probably the best all-around player in well, women's tennis right now, and that's why I called her the better version of Serena Williams because Serena Williams' biggest flaw is okay. the fact that she has horrible side-to-side movement. That's why Osaka is considered the better version. She is, like, mobile, Plus, she has a good serve. Probably not quite as good as Serena's, but still very yeah. good. And she's an incredible defensive tennis player. She's five foot eleven. Yeah, five eleven. Still, uh, Serena only five nine. Um, also, sixteen years younger than Serena. So these matchups may not be a big deal. But she's already got four Grand Slams now, right? Do I have that accurate? Two Aussies. Whew. Watch out, Queen of the Hard Courts. Queen of the Hard Courts. Um, yes, Queen. Yeah, I believe uh, she tied some record that Monica Stellis had, if I heard correctly. That's great. For, and uh, I'm for guessing the For the Win article you read right before uh, the whoa, show whoa, whoa. educated you on that. Is that right? No, actually, I pulled it up on tennis.com. Uh, Didn't know if it was .org. No, no, no. No, no. Go ahead. Finish that. Nope. Tennis.com. Yeah. You know tennis, what? I'm going to look up tennis.com. You go ahead and look right up tennis. Now. That's where I pulled up the head-to-head. Oh, really? Yes. Tennis.com. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. How are you a big tennis, tennis fan and don't know about... com. Yeah. You know what it covers? Tennis. Looks like tennis. It is. I'm just scrolling through right there. And what's the headline right on there? There's an attractive woman sipping some coffee. 23-year-old, 21-match win streak, Naomi Osaka, and the Australian Open. I knew you wanted to talk about this. I gave you time for it. You're welcome. Okay, so next segment, can we talk about Medvedev and uh, Djokovic? No, God, no. Why? I know. Is that the final? Yeah. Yeah. Are you excited about it? Meh. 
I'd okay. rather see Joker not win another one. Then perfect. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Okay, that. fine. Let's not. Let's go ahead and not talk about it. Why don't we talk Blazers Warriors? Or Blazers Warriors. Wizards. Oh, Wizards. The Wizards. Yeah, we can do that. You want to do that? Sure. All right, let's do that. So Center in the Saint on 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right, welcome back in. Center and Saint. Happy to have you with us. This microphone <laughs> really bugging me. Are you going to get to a bigger point with that? No, it's just, it's been destroyed. I feel I, like you're teasing something. No, I was here two days ago and it was fine. You're just going to whip out a new mic. I wish I had this out. But, listen, there's, there's certain things that should work in a radio studio. One of them is the microphones. That's just, you should be able to set it up, point it at your face and talk. Okay. Look, look at that. I get it. It's limp. It's quite limp. It's very limp. It's rather limp. And it wasn't before Swigard was here. It's one of my guess. It's just my guess. You want to uh, talk about those Blazers? I, I want you to go on your Super Blazers. I love the Blazers. This is the best Blazers team I've ever seen rant. Oh, I don't if think you, I got that in me. No? No. No. They're really good. Are they really good? Yeah. Really? Should we look at their schedule? Sure. You can tell me the sub 500 teams. Go for it. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking. I know that's what you're gonna do. You're saying no, let's look at no. the schedule, and I agree with you. These last six games, really, the nine out of the eleven wins. Yeah, it's been pretty sub 500 teams, and but they've been close games. It's the NBA, okay? And winning six games in a row in any part of the NBA, even outside of COVID season, I would argue, is something pretty incredible. Considering you're uh, are without two of your best players and a rotating cast of injuries. Meaning Harry Giles was out one yep. time, then Derek Jones was out one time, then and I think Robert's been out. And, yeah, and then yeah. I think Robert Covington was on a minutes restrict. Or no, he missed a game because of that concussion. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you can tell me the schedule, and that's they, fine. Dame missed a game against the Sixers, right? Right. Yeah, a game they won. Yes, and well, blew them the f out. <laughs> so it's like, I get it, and I hear what you're saying, and I've put that into consideration. Hence, why when you said I want you to go on a rant about how incredible they are, I was like, no. Nah, I don't think I got that in me. Yeah. I think they're playing really well for what they got right now. Okay. So doing what they're supposed to. Um, how much emphasis do you put on winning close games in the NBA? Because you brought it up. I think that's a very good point. It's the NBA. 
it's tough to win any game. You go out there and take a night off, you're going to get housed by somebody, right? If, if you go out there and you just mail it in it, and you're not prepared for your opponent, you're going to get whooped. And the 76ers probably felt real dumb looking at a Blazers team without Damian Lillard and going, oh, we got this. Don't worry about it. And then next thing you know, you're down 20 and you go, oh. Well, it's also incredible that, and I've, I've said this since that win, was like, I can't believe how much Ben Simmons really means to that team. Because Ooh, he didn't yeah. play, and there was some crazy stat of, like, their plus and minus with and without Ben Simmons. And, like, I know you and I have, like, crapped on plus minus in basketball, but it's a little ah, stark. You crap on it. It's, My favorite stat in all of sports. It's incredibly stark, the difference between a Ben Simmons-led 76ers and a not Ben Simmons-led 76ers. The yep. only reason I point that out is just because so many people hype up Joel Embiid as, like, an MVP front runner. And it's like, well, maybe it's Ben Simmons because they suck without him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, winning this many and winning like they are right now, I think it, it, you also have to think about the timing of the season that we're in and the type of season we're in, right? Yep. Like they had a very short off season, very short amount of rest. So you're seeing like a huge amount of injuries, not only on this team, but around the NBA yeah. that are happening right now, but also you're right before an all-star break, man. Like you're getting mm -hmm. close to that. And this is the time of year when players start to look forward to that and are like, eh, I'm going to ease up a little bit. Wednesday night, the Portland trailblazers took on the new Orleans Pelicans in new Orleans, both teams on the back end of a back to back watching that game. You realize how much talent is on the Pelicans team and how they seem to be kind of underperforming. Did you happen to see what the Pelicans did last night? No. Who'd they beat? Pelicans were up 11 going into the fourth quarter against the Phoenix Suns. And they lost 132 to 114. The Pelicans lost? The Pelicans did. They had 102 yeah. points in the first 36 minutes. Put up 12 in the fourth quarter and just got housed. The reason I bring this up is that on Wednesday, the Pelicans' final shot and final possession was horrific. Damian Lillard puts up the the surprise two that I think caught everybody flat-footed, gets Alonzo Ball to run into him, he gets the end one, they have a two-point lead. The Pelicans are a very talented team. They don't know how to win basketball games. You have to kind of learn that as you go on throughout you know, your your season throughout, you know, the development of players, a guy like Zion, maybe he'll turn into a finisher and a cold hearted killer. I don't think so. And I don't see it, but Damian Lillard has always had that gene. And we talk about his ability to finish games. Dude, no matter how close you are at the end of a game, you do not want Damian Lillard to have the ball in his hands in the last minute of a game. No, not ever, at all. Ever. And that's yeah. the difference between beating bad teams close and, and letting those games slip away, letting those opportunities slip away. Because that's been the most impressive part is I don't care who your opponent is. When you get into the final possessions, you have to be able to turn it on and you have to be able to get stops. Now you have a defense that did rattle those Pelicans. The defense was very effective at the end of, at the end of games during this stretch. And Damian Lillard has been insane. I would say rattled in a sense of Dude. possibly challenged from shots. Now, Zion Williamson, and, you know, you point out to Zion Williamson here, they had absolutely no answer for him whatsoever. They ran a zone scheme, which confused the living hell out of me because Zion Williamson is a massive human being that can yes. move very quickly to the hoop. So I think he's probably going to run through a lot of arms and then just kind of put it up, which he did. Here's the huge issue I had with Zion Williamson in that game, and what I appreciate so much about Damian Lillard is the fact that 
Zion Williamson was on a minutes restriction. How many years removed or months removed are we from Zion Williamson being hurt? Is this relatively soon? Is there something I forgot where Zion Williamson got hurt again recently no. and he's still on a minutes restriction? Because it sure seems like he is. Yeah. And it sure seems like that they didn't put him in until the three-minute mark in the fourth quarter, which to me blew my mind because I was like, isn't this a close game? Shouldn't he be playing most, if not all, of the fourth quarter? And everybody on the text line this past week kind of crapped on me because they were like, nobody plays all of the fourth quarter. Well, you know what? LeBron James does. And if we're yeah. going to compare Zion Williamson with LeBron James, and if the NBA is going to insinuate heavily that Zion Williamson is the next LeBron James, right? They basically tried to push his ass against the Lakers uh, last year in the bubble playoff game. Like, they pretty much handed the Pelicans yeah, an eighth seed with an that. easy schedule. If we're going to expect that out of him, and he still can't do it, even when he's technically healthy, what the hell's going on out there? Eh, I'm, I'm not going to go too deep divey into the way that they're using Zion Williamson and the minutes that he's playing because he's playing. He was he was there for the final stretch of the game. He was in there. It's weird that he didn't get the ball in the final possession, so I don't know how much they trust him. Um, but he was playing in the final three and a half minutes of the game. So whatever. Well, I mean, the, you know they they took the lead at the five minute mark. The, Trailblazers yes, did. They did. Well, that game was close too. I mean, they 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 came back in the third quarter and it went back and forth through the fourth quarter. But the the idea that he's the next LeBron, I think's a little foolhardy. I think he's going to rely way more on his athleticism than LeBron had to because I think LeBron was a smarter basketball player. He was he came in as you know the great passer, the 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 basketball IQ. Yes, he had all of the physical tools, and nobody's questioning what LeBron could do. Zion comes in as Dude, this guy's a freak. This guy's fat. This guy, well, just but there's nobody that had his size. He was the second heaviest player in the NBA as, as a rookie. He just still came, is heavy. Well, yes, I know, yeah. but but I'm saying just like guys put on weight when they get into the NBA coming out of college. Brandon Ingram still hasn't put on any weight, but there are usually guys yeah. fill out a little bit. Like, He's thin, dude. I know. I watch him Damn. play, and I'm just like, holy cow. But Zion came in and he was already the heaviest player, second heaviest player in the league. And he moved like one of the lightest. So you just watch him. It's He's a guy that, I don't know what his comparison is, but he's more like a guy like Vince Carter or, um, I don't know, Tracy McGrady, where it's like, dude, oh. these guys are on, just in a way that you go, dude, their athleticism is a notch above everybody else. Mm. And if their basketball skills can catch up to the God-given talents that they have, world watch out. LeBron mm. came in as a cerebral basketball player where they go, man, this guy is coming in as a complete player, more like Magic Johnson, where they go, e no matter what happens, LeBron's going to be good. Because if he can't shoot, he'll be able to pass. And if he can't pass, he'll be able to get the ball to the rim. If he can't hit from outside, he'll be able to post up. And eventually he's going to develop this whole game, which he has, and the work ethic and everything that you've seen. LeBron is just on so many levels a different player. Zion athleticism is, is his key and he better figure out how to be a good basketball player by the time those gifts start dwindling down that's why you save his save him on minute restrictions a little bit more Did <laughs> okay you get well what if, if he gets hurt again and yeah that's on him you're like, an nba player dude if you keep getting hurt that's your career and sure. you're done get out but that's, that's all, what i would say that's also a waste of a first round pick if you're an organization i agree with you and when you watch the last dance you watch the whole jordan thing they were trying to protect him they didn't do a very good job because he decided to go back and practice but the idea that michael jordan's career could have been over if he would have rebroken his foot that if early you in his are career. a number one draft pick yeah play like it play like it 
Don't have your minutes restriction. If you're on a minutes restriction, then face the reality you wasted a first-round pick. I'm not there yet. Sure. But, dude, the guy is 22. Freaking play your minutes. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. If you're really that much hurt, then, yeah, you know, just looking at the team as a whole, yeah, it was a wasted pick. Because guess what? You sure. suck. <laughs> like, they're not good. And just like you pointed out at the beginning of the segment, like, if you look at that starting five, like Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams. So Drew Holiday's not there anymore. Or uh, who is it? Lonzo uh, Ball. The, the guy from the Suns. Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. Um, yeah, Bledsoe. Yeah, Ball. Yeah, all those guys. Like, that team should be above 500. I'm not yeah. saying they're world beaters, but. They should be above 500 at this they're point. They're also playing in the West, though. You put them in the East, they're above 500. Are we, uh, no, I just want to make sure real quick. We are above 500, right? Yeah. The Portland Trailblazers are fourth in the West. I believe probably still a half game back after the Suns win. And this is my point. Who do you give the ball to in the final 10 seconds of a game? Robert Covington. Damian Lillard. And who do you give it to on the Pelicans? There you go. Stan there, Van Gundy. No, there you go. But oh. there you go. Like, you just answered it. That Stan Van Gundy. And what did they do? They gave it to Brandon Ingram, who kicked it out to Lonzo Ball for mm. a very tentative too deep of a three, and then it goes back to Ingram, and he ends up moving off the spot, gets a bad shot. You give it to Damian Lillard on the Blazers, and that's how you win basketball games. Dame. That. Dame time, man. That's a real thing. He's really good. Real thing. How upset are you about the All-Star game? I'm not. <laughs> really? No. I mean, oh, I don't man. know. Kids are you? Kids lose money. Did you get pretty pissed off? No. Did your twins get really upset? The twins are very upset. Because they voted on Twitter a lot. They just jumped on Twitter and were like, Dame, Dame, Dame! <laughs> oh, I'm going to get Dame! You know, I, I, I'll have to see if my nephews were on go, Dame, Dame, Dame! Yeah. Dame, they Dame, 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 Dame! They do love some, but they're, they might be a little young for that. I got to vote, vote, vote! Let's do it! That's how they do it. Did you vote? That's it. Uh, no. God, no. No. How okay. old are you? 38? Uh, 39. 39? Yeah. Well, no wonder you didn't vote. Yeah. I who's, didn't either. Who's voting? <laughs> 18 lower. Eight, That's how 18 I and it. under? Yeah. I, I mean, of course, like. 1080 yeah. Did you vote? How old are you? Did oh, you vote you for the All-Star game? Yes. How old are you? are going to get everybody over 18 that'll do it. The greater proportion no, of I'm people just, that vote for the All-Star game, it's 18 and under. I understand that. What I'm asking is, did you vote? Because I want to know how many people are. Are you upset? Did you vote? And how old are you? Yes, 503-250-1080. We'll discuss the All-Star game and uh, future festivities coming up after this SportsCenter update. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We were talking about uh, Damian Lillard briefly before the break uh, and his snub as an all-star starter. I'm surprised that you don't care at all. But you are you are anti-Damian Lillard. So that makes sense. I am anti-Damian Lillard. Um, we asked you on the text line, 503-250-1080, uh, if you thought he would snub, if you actually voted, and how old are you? Because let's be honest, it's kids voting. And it's European kids voting for Luka Doncic. The reason that Damian Lillard is not an all-star starter is here's how the voting 
all breaks down. Tell me, Professor. I'd be happy to, son. So you have uh, your media vote. Damian Lillard was voted second among guards in the West. Luka Doncic voted third. Dame was outvoted uh, nearly double. I uh, got nearly double the number of votes as Luka. You have the players vote. Second and third, same thing. Damian Lillard got twice the votes of Luka Doncic. Those both count as 25% of the deciding factor on whether or not you're an all-star starter. Now it goes to the fan vote. Luka wins that. That is actually 50% and the tiebreaker, so technically 51% of the vote. So Luka becomes a starter. Dame does not. That's how it happened. So now we ask you, well, are you upset that he goes with, do you think he was snubbed? Are you upset that he didn't make it into the All-Star game? Well, did you vote? So on the text line, so far we have, uh, I don't care, did not vote. I'm 42 and not a Blazers fan. Very good for our data set. Thank Thanks you. for listening, dude. Thank you very much for that. Uh, 34, didn't vote, snubbed, yes, could not care less. Okay, so, I mean, very small sample size so far, but keep sending in your stuff. It's kids voting, and that's the reason that the majority. Sure, yeah, we can get that, but also it's the reason that Adam Silver wanted to have the All-Star game in a year where a lot of players were saying that this is unnecessary, you don't need to hold an All-Star game this year. The reason that they held is Adam Silver said, Dude, this is a global event for us. The reason that Luca was outvoted by fans, he's a global star. I think the reason they held it was because of the TV contract. Uh, I, I know, but Adam Silver literally said it's a global oh, I know event. What he said, but well, yes, but it's he also not relayed just... history. He was like, "We've been doing this for seventy years," and I was yeah, like, "But okay. it's a, but well, it's you can not... just do it not one year. <laughs> it's not just a television event, though. In the U.S., they want you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. NBA to be a global sport. Sure, and you know, you say, "Did you get upset?" Right, and yeah. I think there were a lot of people who like at least <sighs> feigned being upset. But you yeah. know, the other way I thought about it too was like, we always build up Damian Lillard to be this incredible, like just beacon of entertainment and like a conduit to what the Portland market is, right? Like he is the ultimate uh, small market all-star. He's incredible. You know, he's got a rap career. He's going to be in Space Jam 2. He's in a bunch of commercials. Whatever. When Run does Space Jam 2 come out? That's going to be so not good. Not soon enough. It's going to be so good. I need my Space Jam 2. Yeah, I'll bet. I need my fix. 41 did not vote. 34 did not vote. 37 did not vote. So... You have this whole perception that we put out in this local market of like, oh my gosh, we're in a small market. That's incredible. We have this all-star who wants to stay here, wants to win, and is also very entertaining. I think what a lot of people don't realize, though, is that probably people in the national market still don't really know about Damian Lillard. I really Stephen don't a. think Smith so. Smith apologized to him the other day. Oh, I know he apologized he to apologized. him. He apologized. But consider how much time Luka Doncic has talked about in national media and then measure that up against how much time Damian Lillard has talked about in national media. Yeah. And I think you would find overwhelmingly Luka Doncic is considered to be somebody who is the future of the NBA, right? Yep. He's a massive point guard, a dude who draws comparisons in terms of his playing from like Larry Bird to the way that he passes the ball like Magic Johnson. He's supposed to be this new hybrid type of guard that you have who is huge and can play the position great. Now, you and I both famously on this show have said he is the greatest YMCA player of all time. Oh, because my God. When he plays, it looks like he just doesn't really care that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, it looks like that, he's just kind of like, man, hey, drop he, this shot. Man. 
Well, I would, I would say it's one of those skills where it's like if you can look like you're not playing full speed yeah. all the time and yeah. still beat everybody to your spot, that is a skill. Yes. But, yeah, that guy, the reason he's that I compare him to a YMCA player is you look at him and you go, dude, I could guard that guy. Oh, yeah. And until I'll you get out him. there and nobody can. And I think that's how other NBA players look at him. They're like, dude, I got this guy. He's a little doughy. He's uh, very white. He looks like he's, you know, uh, 12 because he is. He's 21 years old, and he gets, you know, he, he gets all of this praise. It's all very well-deserved. I think a big part of it is the age disparity. Damian Lillard's 30, and yes, he's coming into his own. Right now, he may be playing the best basketball in the NBA. Luka Doncic is 21. He has potential to be an all-time, all-time. You know, another question that I put out there on Twitter that uh, one former producer, Ryan Buckley, uh, took a big steamer on me for was I said, show of hands, how many people have actually watched an all-star game from start to finish in the past uh, five years? It's not a lot. Yeah. And yeah. if you have, God bless you. <laughs> but, like, dude, I haven't. I usually turn in, tune in for about five minutes, and then once I get an update from Bleacher Report that, like, it's getting kind of close, I probably watch the last five minutes. Yeah, and then I, I do highlights. And so, like... I know everybody is saying that this is a whole, like, respect thing. It's about, like, oh, you need to recognize Damian Lillard as the best, you know, arguably the best guard in the uh, NBA right there, 1A, 1B with Steph Curry. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't watch the game and you don't really care about it, then why do you care so much about this? And if that is, in fact, the whole line of logic, why the hell do we still have an all-star game? It's an extension of Portland gets disrespected. I think yeah, that's a, I think yeah, that's a lot of it. I know. I think that's a lot of it. Nobody pays attention to a little Portland. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't watch the game, why do you care? Yeah. Well, I, that's how I view it. The one, the one thing that did come up because I the question that we had is, do you think Damian Lillard cares? Uh, yeah, I think there's a side of him that does. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing that I didn't realize until we were talking with Jason Quick, and he goes. Oh, yeah, it's written into your contract. If you're an all-star starter, you make more money, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. It's like a million dollars yeah, or like, something. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, he's probably, like, it's nice to have the respect of your peers. It's wonderful to have the respect of the media because he did win in both of those votes. But that fan vote and the way that it's set probably cost him a million dollars. <laughs> 74, I don't vote because the election is rigged. Rampant <laughs> voter fraud. Dallas shipping in North Koreans to vote for Luca. <laughs> That's great. True. And all that's true. That's from the text line. That is. That is from the text line. That's yeah, fantastic. That's right. And we've researched it, too. Yeah. Uh, in hour two, uh, we're going to be joined by our friend Jenna Ellis. Uh, have our first baseball conversation of the year. She'll be in at uh, 1030. She, may, uh, she usually shows up early and jumps on for other sports topics. I want to get back to this uh, idea of the worst-run franchise in the NFL because we are going into what's already a historic uh, NFL offseason. You've already seen four major quarterback, well, I guess you can say three major quarterback moves with the trade of Goff going to Detroit, with uh, Stafford coming out to Los Angeles, and then, of course, Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis. That's three big-name quarterbacks that have already moved. But the question, are the Eagles the worst-run franchise right now? In the NFL. Right now in the NFL is intriguing to me. So we'll talk about that in hour two. We'll talk some baseball. Uh, we'll probably get completely derailed and talk about something that is absurd and off uh, off topic, which will be fantastic. But uh, first, we need to get to good versus evil. That is next. It is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. 
Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. And then the conversation was like, well, will Ben and Pants retire at the same time? Pants and Pants retired at the same time, his twin brother. But Ben Roethlisberger did not announce that. Ben Roethlisberger said, I'll come back if they want me. It was like, a, ooh. Ooh, a little bit of dramatic, a little drama, you know. What I mean? a little- that was cigar douche Pat McAfee. Big Ben certainly has an uncertain future in Pittsburgh. Earlier this week, Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert said, "Quote unquote, as we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers." Then Thursday, Colbert said the franchise was really excited to see what new pickup Dwayne Haskins can do. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. If the Steelers cut Big Ben, does he start anywhere? No. No, and he doesn't want to start anywhere. He doesn't want to go play one year on, you know, the Minnesota Vikings and then trade to the Jets and then Could you you know, imagine? bounce around. No. <laughs> no. Ben, I would watch every Vikings game if that happened. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is known for a couple things. Uh, one, a uh, sandwich called the Roethlisberger, which I think is everything in Pittsburgh put onto a sandwich. Uh, and the other thing he's known for is uh, being giant in the backfield uh, and just kind of improvising. He's not well known for his work ethic. He's not real well known for his film study. Or he's wearing not, a helmet on a bike. He's not really well known for his uh, off-field conditioning. He doesn't want to go and have to impress. He's not going to go in Tom Brady and and will a franchise out of the dark ages into another championship. Dude, he wants to go where it's easy. If, it's, if, if you guys want me, I'll stay. Uh, if not, he's going to retire. Otherwise, I'm going to go retire to Florida and just hang out at a casino all day. Yeah, dude. And, well, That's where gonna, I imagine him being. He's going to smoke a lot of cigars, mm-hmm. and he's going to drink a lot of heavy beer, and he's mm. probably going to balloon to about 325 pounds uh, when we see him the first time after he retires. To me, feels like the ultimate source of everything that the Texans are doing, saying, not saying, feeling or not feeling as it relates to Deshaun Watson. You just work here. You don't tell us how to run our business. We decide how to run our business. That's man who kissed another man at a Christmas party and kind of liked it, Mike Florio. There was even more Deshaun Watson gossip that came out this week. The flavor of the week was Carolina. ESPN is reporting that the Panthers will do whatever it takes to land Watson, including three first-round picks and Christian McCaffrey. That's a trade offer. Apparently, Panthers owner David Tepper really wants to win a Super Bowl and thinks that the only way to do it is to have a marquee quarterback. That's it. If you're Carolina, does this sound like a good idea? Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds fine. I mean, what are you really losing with uh, Christian McCaffrey? He signed the world's largest contract uh, and then played two games. You're losing about 75% of your offense when he's healthy. I understand that, but he's not healthy and hasn't been yeah. healthy. And you're getting Deshaun Watson, who was the best quarterback in the NFL statistically on a team that won four games who does not want to be there. I would make that trade any day. And yes, you need to sweeten the pot. If you're, if you're trading away Christian McCaffrey straight up, that's not a good deal. So yeah, you're going to have to pile on some picks. I would make that move in a second. If I was Carolina. Really? Yes. So I just want to make sure it's 
three first-round sure. picks. Yes. And, and your best offensive player you have right now, meaning the talent drop-off of skill players after yeah. Christian McCaffrey on that team is quite steep. Sure. I totally understand what you're saying, but Christian McCaffrey, again, did not play football because of injuries, and you have a guy in Deshaun Watson who can be the leader of your franchise for the next decade, uh, and he has the ball in his hands on every single play. Christian McCaffrey does not. You're not going to get a Deshaun Watson with any of those first, any of those three first-round picks, but you will with the trade. Why don't they just make Christian McCaffrey the quarterback? Yeah, that'd be a better idea. Just let him throw and put him in a bubble so he doesn't get hurt. Because um, how many how many seasons do you see Christian McCaffrey playing 16 games in the next? Like Bubble Boy? How many game? How many seasons do you play see Christian McCaffrey playing 16 games in the next 10 years? Uh, Four, three, two. Uh, give me two. I think they're excited for it. I think this is the new wave of baseball. It's the new era. It keeps getting younger and younger and younger. And I was having this conversation with Jackie Bradley Jr. yesterday. Is Player, the front offices, ownership, they like to penalize players in free agency uh, for their age. <laughs> you can't really take advantage of a 22-year-old. That's what's-his-face, Will Middlebrooks, who I literally just never yeah. heard of ever. Well, now you have. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Okay. Well, now you do. Now let's move to baseball, damn it. In a massive deal between San Diego and Fernando Tatis Jr., the Padres will sign the 22-year-old shortstop to a 14-year, $340 million contract extension, no trade clause included. It's the third largest deal in MLB history. Is Tatis the new face of baseball? Ooh, or do you consider him that? face of baseball? I don't know, man. He was electric last year, and San Diego is putting a lot of money into that baseball team. That is a fun team to watch. That is a great player. And if he is the new face of baseball, Will Darkins might become a baseball fan because he is a bat flipping, uh, trash talking, uh, bring joy back to baseball type player. You and know how much I off. love bat flips. Oh, my God. Well, it, it, it spits in the face of everything you hate about baseball, which is the old white establishment, unwritten rules of baseball. This is a guy that goes out and just goes, I'm better than you, and I'm proud of it, and I'm going to run around the bases at whatever pace I would like to, and if it upsets you, good. So, for your sake, I hope that he is any face of baseball. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Pretty good. He's pretty good. Is that all guaranteed? Oh, I don't know what the guarantee number is on that, but most of the time baseball contracts are guaranteed. He should just skip down. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you have to fulfill your end oh, of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it works that way. Because otherwise, I don't think they, everybody would do that, it's right? guaranteed yeah. here's a big pile of money. You have to show up and actually play. I think that there's a lot of people that think of the whole guaranteed money thing as like, like once you big, sign the contract, I, yeah, hey, there's yeah. a helicopter that just, just, just craps cash onto your house. You get a Scrooge like, McDuck vault <laughs> right outside your thing. Yeah. I will not be at work Monday. Yeah. That's not how guaranteed money works. Oh, well, good. If you do what we ask you to do, we guarantee you. If you just show up, yeah, I don't care about you suck, but you need to show up. I'm glad you made that clear because I didn't think that way. I know there's people yeah. out there that thought that, yeah. not me. Yeah, of course not. You're smart and pretty. Alaska woman. Yay. Using outhouse. Yeah. Attacked by bear from below. Yeah. I had this pinned, and if you did not have this as your favorite story of the week, I would have been 
extremely disappointed. An Alaska woman who had a scare of a lifetime while using an outhouse in the backcountry was attacked by a bear. From below. So from the crapper. I got out there, this is her talking, and sat down on the toilet and immediately felt something big uh, or something bit my butt right as I sat down. So here's my first question right off the bat. How the hell didn't you notice the bear in deep down in the crapper dark how did you not hear it dark down there so you're telling me that bear is sitting there quiet just waiting for a butthole to bite it is no it's winter bear's probably hibernating just found that the back country and goes oh it's a nice warm spot i'll just curl up in here back country outhouse is probably not used very often so it could have been sitting vacant for months okay so here's my next question i don't know much about outhouses so you're gonna have to help me here happy to help okay how I view an outhouse is a massive hole that is dug and then a structure that is built over it with a small hole for a human to poop into. Is yeah. that pretty much, am I right around there? Yeah, yeah. So you go okay. you go big old hole yep. structure. And dig it. And a seat to sit and poo. Okay. How the hell did that bear get into that outhouse like without anyone noticing? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Simple. Like, how did he yeah, get in without you. somebody being like, Hey, who tipped that outhouse over and then got in the hole? So one of the pranks, and I wish I could, I wish I could credit uh, who used said prank. Um, but one of the pranks from back in the day was everybody get drunk at a party, and then a couple of the goons at the party would go out and move the crapper backwards, like four feet. So the hole where people poop and pee into is now in front of the outhouse. So you'd walk into it. And so you'd walk into the hole. Okay. So if two men can go out there and pick up an outhouse and move it back a few feet, a bear could very easily lean the outhouse up, (laughs) crawl under it, and then if it falls back into position, bears under the crapper. I don't don't think the (laughs) physics involved are too too difficult on this. So I just want to run back what you're proposing. The bear. Yeah, the bear went over and goes, hey, this structure seems odd. Starts pushing on it with its snout or its arm, its elbow. It leans up, and then he goes, oh, look, there's a hole under here. And I'm guessing if bears are anything like dogs, they might eat poo because, hey, you've seen your dog do it, right? I know you don't have a dog. I don't have a dog. Out there, the collective. Everybody's seen a dog go and eat a little pile of I've never seen a dog eat a pile really? of Really? 503-250-1080. No. Have you ever seen a dog eat poo? I have. So dogs dogs are not afraid of it. They definitely uh, sniff up on some butthole. So Bear goes under there goes, oh, something smells a little different. Goes under there. His little uh, honey hole. Uh, it just ends up being a nice place. And then this uh, Gwen or whatever her name is just uh, happens to be hiking through the back country and has no idea the bear's under. Then the bear... Probably like, hey, it's nice and warm. There's no wind chill under here. Bad timing. Bad timing. So I just want to run it back real quick. What you're suggesting is that the bear uh, knew what the outhouse was, knew where there was a hole under it, and then like had enough mental wherewithal no, 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 to go, no, 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 I'm going to no, no. move this thing nope, back, nope. get in the hole. And by the way, nope. I'm going to move the outhouse back nope, over nope, me. No, you're not <laughs> listening. You're not listening. Bear, bear. Okay, I'm the bear. Run it back for me. I'm sorry. I don't know why this I, is all really new real, for me. Real quick text coming in uh, uh, from my cousin on my uh, personal cell phone. Okay. Uh, her dog rolls in its own poo, so that's fun. That's not eating poo. No. Now, I've seen dogs rolling poo. I've okay. seen plenty of dogs rolling poo. Don't get my words mixed okay. up. Dogs and bears, I'm saying more similar than humans and bears. Okay, all bears right. Bears not afraid of poo. Here's what happens. Bears walking through the woods. 
And one of two things happen. Either Ugh. catches a scent on its nose, because they smell well, or sees a structure that's like, hey, that's not normal to nature, uh -huh. right? So it goes to investigate. Bear's not afraid of anything, so it strolls right up to the right up to the outhouse, right? You with me so far? F that outhouse. I'm going to check it out. Bear walks up to the outhouse. Outhouse is standing vertical. Bear starts pushing on it. It leans over enough to expose the hole under the thing. Right. Doesn't tip over, just nope. leans, leans as the bear holds it. Yeah, well, or just is pushing on it going, hey, this thing kind of moves. <laughs> then bear pushes it, sees the hole, crawls under it, falls back into place, bears under the outhouse. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it happened. I don't understand why you th why this is so difficult yeah. for you. You with me? <laughs> so now here's here's the question. What is worse? You get into the outhouse. Okay. You sit down and immediately get a little bite on the butt. Or you sit down, you get really comfortable, you're halfway through an article, and then all of a sudden bear bites you in the ass. Well, I think the worst is that you... Uh, relieve yourself on the bear. The bear gets pissed off and mauls you to death. <laughs> yeah. Now that's where I thought this story was <laughs> yeah. going. Wolverine yeah. fist right up the old. Yeah. When I read the headline, yeah. I was like, oh, she died. So this is what this could have been a lot worse. Like the just getting down bear got scared, makes a little snap at it. That's best case scenario for this lady. So yes, but thank you for bringing that story. I, we were going to have to talk about th that the entire second hour. If you didn't bring it up in my notes as well. Very fantastic. The bear was in your notes? Oh, yeah. The bear and the woman's butt, both in my notes. You drew out pictures? The worst run organization in the NFL today is Will Fills in the Blank next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 